Welcome to the first episode of the Asian CRE Network podcast. My name is Jerry Wan, one of the co-founders and hosts of this show, along with my friend, Karina Irvin. So excited that you can join us here on episode one. We are excited to share with you our conversation with Chris Pyro of Searchlight Lending from April and hoping that you can get some value out of the conversation that we had with Chris. We talk about idle PPP loans and other SBA loans that will be helpful to you and your business. So please tune in. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Asian CRE Network podcast on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcast. And please do find us on Facebook and join the network. This episode of the Asian CRE Network podcast is presented to you by the Peninsula CRE Group. You can learn more about how Karina and her team can help you find your best office space in the greater Southern California area. And you can learn more about Karina and her work at KarinaIrvin.com. And here now is our conversation with Chris Pyro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first um, speaker series here at Asian Commercial Real Estate Network. My name is Karina Irvin. I'm one of the founders of this community, and I have my co-founder here. Hit it, Jerry. Hi, uh, welcome. Uh, we hope to have more of these conversations, and we want to bring you two things, um, time-relevant conversations to help you navigate your commercial real estate needs today as we navigate the uh, challenging circumstances for your small business or your real estate business. Uh, but we also want to bring you information and bring on experts and highlights that can help you uh, 2020 and beyond. So um, Karina, tell us who we have on our guest chair today. So we're excited to have Chris Pyro here and I'll let him introduce himself. Um, we wanted to have Chris as our first guest because a lot of businesses are suffering right now. Um, our community is uh, people who are interested in commercial real estate or who are in commercial real estate. And I think Chris can shed light on these two new, pro or not new, but two programs that might be able to assist small businesses as well as people with their real estate mortgage and rent. So Chris, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Yes, yes, of course. So uh, Chris Pyro here, Searchlight Lending. We're a full service boutique mortgage brokerage with everything from residential, commercial, SBA, private money, uh, you name it, uh, and SBA. Uh, we've been in business since about 2010. I've been doing loans personally since 2003 at some small banks called JP Morgan and Wells Fargo. Decided to stop wearing a suit and get into the flip flops in 2010. And um, we like to do loans and we do, you know, help tough loans. We do easy loans and everything in between. So thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So the two programs that we're going to talk about today is e EIDL, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan, and the PPP, which is the Paycheck Protection Program. So Chris, do you want to kind of go over what those two are and kind of overview and, 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 and what, it, what is it? Yeah, so these are the two programs I think that everyone has probably heard of that's in the industry and in business. Um, and you know, the big news today, and I'll start off by saying it is April 16th, is uh, right now, the disaster relief programs have been currently suspended, um, so I don't want to sound too excited about that. Um, they have run out of funds. They've been going on for about 10 days, and there's $349 billion allocated. It's all been, quote-unquote, used up. I have a hard time believing that more funds won't be available. We need the people in Senate to stop bickering, and they're probably going to get an extension of $250 billion more. Um, a lot of people have already applied our own process, but I just want to start off with that little asterisk um, before, you know, our phones started ringing and people wanted to submit. We actually can't even submit loans right now. Um, they don't even allow loans to be put in queue. 
Um, so we can accept applications. We can submit on your behalf until the funds are open. So starting with that. Uh, a big overview, there's two main programs, which is the EIDL, which is now being called the IDL, which is just faster to say, which um, the big purpose of the IDL is to replace lost revenue. So the, um, that's, this one goes up to uh, $10 million. Oh, sorry, this one's at, at $2 million. Um, what it is, is they look at the average revenue over the last 12 months minus cost of goods sold. So not minus net income, but minus cost of goods sold, which in most industries is pretty low, divided by two. So if you made a million bucks of revenue, your cost of goods sold is 200,000. That makes 800,000. You can qualify for up to a $400,000 loan. The other thing about the idle program is they first start off by saying 10,000 bucks in your account in two days. Um, of course, that sounds too good to be true, and it was. Uh, they now are saying it's 10,000 bucks in your account in two to three weeks. They've also changed that from $10,000 to up to $10,000 at $1,000 to employee. So I have seen people getting paid on this, um, but most people are getting one, two, three, five thousand dollars um, on the idle program. The initial up to ten thousand it does not have to be repaid. It's completely forgiven. On the loan portion, which is up to two million dollars again, they um, that does have to be repaid, but it's pretty much free money. It's three point seven five percent on a thirty-year term, thirty-year fixed. Um, so that's the. You've lost revenue due to the um, pandemic. Uh, you can use this loan to, to as a band aid to be able to keep in business. Awesome! Thanks for that context. Um, share with us a, a number of things from the own from the perspective of a small business owner. Um, what type of businesses can apply to either one? Can they apply yep. to both? And with particular interest to our topic being in commercial real estate, can they use these funds to pay real estate? related costs. Correct. So to finish up on the idle, yes, uh, single asset entities can apply. So uh, we're talking about sole proprietors. We're talking about LLCs that maybe hold one property. So we're doing a lot right now. Let's say the borrower has 10 LLCs with 10 multifamily properties. They can apply for the idle program as long as there is a documented loss in revenue due to the pandemic. So um, the people that can apply are any businesses, any sole proprietors, even gig workers, Uber drivers. Um, and then, like I said, this is for the real estate or commercial real estate portion, it's single asset entities. Um, so if you hold real estate on your schedule E, probably not. If you hold a, a property in an LLC, then LLC can apply for the idle program. Um, on the PPP, which I didn't touch base on yet, the PPP, which is a payment, uh, sorry, payroll protection program. This is to uh, make up for any lost payroll and to keep people employed. So I actually have, for example, a restaurant. I have 21 employees. Uh, I applied for it. Uh, this way, if uh, it gives you money to be able to pay your employees and keep them employed. Uh, this one is actually the better of the two programs if you can get it. The reason why this one is better is number one, it's up to $10 million. Number two, this is a big one. It's completely forgiven. If you keep your employee headcount and employee payroll the same 
from now, from when you get the money, up until June 30th. So uh, the equation on this one's pretty simple as well. It's average monthly payroll over the last 12 months times 2.5. So that, that's for the PPP program. Uh, a lot of people are applying for that as well. And once again, this is for people with payroll. Uh, to answer the question that you're probably gonna ask next, will it work for sole proprietors, realtors, uh, people in the industry, least agents? Yes, it, it allows it. The issue we're seeing right now is most lender portals only allow EINs, not social security numbers, in their uh, uh, applications. So by definition, yes, um, if you pay yourself as a contractor, uh, if you're a 1099 person or a sole proprietor, you can apply for the PPP. You just need to find the right conduit or application software to take that in. Uh, and interesting. So, so what about applying? So I know you said that you guys uh, right now it's a might run out of money and B we're not even taking applications. You're not, you're not at least being able to process the applications. If you know, the money does end up coming from the government and people can apply again, what's the process to do that? What's the cost for applying? Share a little bit about that since I'm sure some of our audience would be eventually interested if, if they haven't already applied. So just so you know, it's not us running out of money. I wish I had $349 billion to, to give people, but uh, the SBAs were running out of money, uh, or at least the, the money that was earmarked to be used. Um, so at this current time, no one's accepting any more applications. Uh, they're actually meeting this afternoon, which afternoon, East Coast time, so we'll probably hear about that by end of the day today. Knowing the government, it'll probably take a couple days to get through the bureaucracy. Um, so. Uh, let's say it was approved today that we could apply, we could have more applications come in. Um, for the idle program, uh, clients are welcome to apply on their own. Uh, we can send a link out or it's pretty easy. Just uh, Google idle EIDL SBA disaster application link. And you can go in, it takes about 10 or 15 minutes to do it yourself. There's a couple forms, some supporting documents, you know, photo ID, stuff like that. Um, business documents to prove that you're really, a business um, and then they want a voided check or your routing account number to deposit the money and people can do it in 10 or 15 minutes on their own some people either don't have the time don't have the ability or just um, you know want somebody else to do it we're happy to assist for a small fee we've been doing hundreds of them so you know some people do it on their own we, we can have happily assist with the idle program on the PPP program you actually cannot apply on your own online. You have to go through a bank or an SBA conduit. Um, we do not charge for that. We make a nominal fee on the back. We're mainly doing it to help our past clients and hopefully uh, future clients out. And this one, you uh, right now, as you probably read, banks are only accepting their banking clients because there's such an influx of requests. So if, you're, if you wanna go to get Chase, and you're not a Chase client, you're, they're not going to really even talk to you right now. Um, so if you don't have an existing business banking relationship uh, with a major bank, you can come to us. We, we're an SBA conduit lender, which means we can package it up and we go out to several banks across the U.S. as, as a source for funding. Um, once again, we cannot legally charge. Um, so if you go to another awesome broker like me and they try to charge you on the PPP program, it's actually illegal, so make sure you're not paying for it. We get paid, like I said, a little bit on the back end, um, and you're not paying extra for that. This brings up a good point. So whether you go to us, a broker, a bank, um, 
the, the terms are the same. No one's getting different terms because they have special relationships. No one's getting paid more or less. Um, terms are fixed by the SBA. So you, there's no point in shopping to try to get better programs. They're all the same. On that note, because of the urgency, the running out of funds, different banks having different policies on who can apply in the first place, does it behoove the borrower or the business owner to try multiple channels to see, quote unquote, which one gets through? Yeah, I mean, I've been telling my clients to, um, they're welcome to apply with more than one source. That being said, on some of the applications, because banks don't want to waste their time if they're going to be second in line, on some of the applications, you see a question, have you applied for SBA assistance with another lender? Mm. Um, of course, if you click yes, it says, sorry, we can't help you. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not guiding clients what to do, but if you want to double apply, um, you know, make sure to click no on that. Um, it doesn't hurt to double apply because, you know, if you go to a bank, just because you put it into their system doesn't mean you're in. You still have some of the back end input it, this, that, and the other right. thing. Um, so, uh, I mean, me personally, I have applied with two different banks, um, and I'm in process with both. You never know in this volatile world we're in who's going to perform and, who, and who's not, or who's going to disappear. So it's, uh, you know, why not? If, they only take about 15 minutes each to do. It's the same document. So if right. you have the time, which a lot of us have extra time right now, uh, I'd say go right. for it. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. So those are the two programs that we wanted to touch on, but I think another, um, a uh, topic that I think would be interesting in our audience is the idea of SBA loans. So I've heard in the past that if you're an owner user, um, you can actually buy commercial real estate using an SBA loan and you could put as little as 10% down. It seems too good to be true. Is that, tell us a little bit more about that. Is that real? And what are some of the options for our community to take a look at? Yeah. So we love SBA financing. We do SBA financing for real estate. Uh, I mean, so we're talking about unsecured. Now we're talking about secured with real estate. Uh, we do this in all 50 states. It's an amazing program for business owners. Uh, goes up to 10 million bucks. It's for owner-user property for businesses that occupy at least 51% of the square footage. There are some caveats to that. Sometimes if it's mixed use, maybe they occupy the residential unit. Um, it's not 51% exact. I mean, you can use staircases and elevators and bathrooms to add to the square footage, but um, they are very strict on occupancy. It's one of the few loans where the lender can uh, do inspections on the property and make sure you're there because it, it is such a good program that they don't want the people to take advantage of it. Um, so yes, you can do as little as 10% down. Uh, it's for owner user property of any type, warehouses, office, um, restaurants, you name it. And you, um, there's two programs. There's a 7A and there's a 504. So just a High level overview, the 7A is just one loan, up to 90% loan to value, and maybe lower for higher risk businesses like restaurants. And um, they can even roll in TIs, tenant improvements above that. So I've done some where they do 90% loan to value, uh, and after 10 improvements are at 92 or 94% loan to value. The one thing on the 7A is if you're over 585, over 85% loan to value, they will try to attach a soft second or a soft lien on any of your other properties, primary residence, et cetera. So some people don't like that, but that's the rule that there is. Uh, you can refinance out of it later. Yet the 7A is usually the less desirable loan. Um, the terms weren't as good, uh, but it's more lenient, a lot more lenient than the 504. 
the other thing about the 7A is sometimes it's variable. Um, so for super high risk business, assisted living restaurants, usually it's variable. Uh, and then, but there are fixed 7A loans and you'd be amazed. We're doing some 7A fixed. I mean, they're, they're 25 year fixed, 25 year terms. So they never adjust. And they're in the high 3% range, one loan, 10% down. So very, very aggressive uh, programs. On the 504, it's a combination loan. So let's say it's 90% loan to value on a million dollar purchase. The first loan is a conventional bank loan. Um, so 50% loan to value, 500K loan. The second, which is called the, the, the debenture, uh, the second mortgage is the SBA portion. And that's the 400, so in this example, would be $400,000. Um, so you go to get conventional first, and then you get the SBA second, and they're combined concurrently at close. Usually that's a little better because now you're getting conventional money on the first and the SBA debenture rate today, I mean, rates are just amazing, of course, is in the probably the mid to high threes. Um, but to answer your question, you had 10% down uh, and it's, it's a very aggressive program. Um, a couple of things happening right now that I want to touch base on due to SBA being so darn inundated is they're not really doing SBA to SBA refis right now. Uh, Oh, they're already pretty tough to do because there has to be a lot of benefit to refinance from SBA to SBA loan. When you're pulling money out for ten improvements, adding value, building the space out, whatever. Uh, but right now, it's kind of been frozen. Um, I mean, rates were. I mean, I was actually in the middle of refinancing my building SBA, but rates are so amazing that uh, because I, I save almost two percent over what I had two years ago. The other thing right now that is happening and is SBA is freezing payments or making payments on behalf of the loans. So on seven A loans, they are paying up to six months of your payment. So not deferring, not doing forbearance, not tacking it onto the back, not anything like that. They're actually paying your loan uh, to the lender on your behalf. Wow. So it sounds too good to be true, but they're paying up to six months of your payment. So principal and interest. So they're paying down your principal and their has to be repaid. Um, so there's no point in refinancing your, your SBA loan right now if they're making your payments for you. It's, it's, I hate to say free money, someone's gonna pay for it. But if you're a business owner with your occupied property, uh, it's a great resource. SBA is, is the way to go. Awesome. Thanks. You, you provided some great insight, some great strategies, um, not only for right now, but going forward. Um, give us one or two tips that business owners or, you know, real estate professionals, whatever line of work that they may be in, what are some things that they should be, what would you advise your best clients right now to think about right now to plan for the future? Because things will come back. Um, you'll be in business in a year. Everybody will be in a business in a year, maybe slightly adjusted. Um, especially if you're on the you know, the building, the transaction side of things. Um, hopefully that will come back to normal sooner than later. But what, what are some things that people can prepare to do now so that they can come back strong as we come out of this? Yeah, I mean, a good thing to always do is, of course, have liquidity. I mean, cash is king right now because, you know, a lot of people are seeing on the sidelines. A lot of people want to see how this is going to pan out. Uh, cap rates are increasing in advance to potential vacancies. Um, you know, it's tough to tell right now because everyone, it is so volatile. It's just, we're seeing a lot less movement in the market. 
what I would say is, is if you're a business owner that maybe is paying rent right now, if, if you're thinking about buying something, it would be a good time because maybe sadly some people will go out of business, uh, there might be some good opportunities out there. So it might be a good time to transition to being a, you know, owner occupied, you know, owner user and not, not a renter. Um, but other than that, I mean, a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines for the next couple of months. If I had a crystal ball to know where the market would be, uh, I'd be on a beach somewhere. Right. So, um, I mean, right now, luckily people are still lending. Um, it's just a little tighter. Uh, so I mean, all, all I can say is my, my advice is wash your hands and, uh, hug your kids, I guess. <laughs> Good advice. Well, thank you so much, Chris. We appreciate your time and all the advice that you've shared with us. We're going to link your information as well as some charts um, to this interview. And we really appreciate all the information. Beautiful. Well, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I want to do a little shout out to everyone helping out the scenario here. I know it's, it's crazy out there, but all the first responders, healthcare workers couldn't do it without you. So I uh, hope to stay home for their sake. And other than that, I was going to give a shout out. I know it's your first interview, so I feel honored. Um, you know, when I went from working for the big boys, the JP Morgans and such to on my own, what really helped was networking and meeting like-minded people. And because when you're going against the big, the big behemoths in the world, um, and we're, you know, we're the lone wolves trying to make business happen. Uh, and you know, that's, it's, we're needed in the market. Um, it's networking groups that helped me out. It's, it's meeting people that had uh, resources that I didn't have. So this is the kind of stuff that will help not only your followers and your network, but it's going to help you guys out just talking to people and, and, you know, I hope you kick butt. Good work. Thanks, Chris. Thank um, you so much. Yeah. Chris is a, a part of the group. So if you have any questions that you actually also think might be broadly um, applicable, you know, ask in the group, tag him so we can share that information. Um, if you're watching this video and you think that somebody in your network can get benefit and value out of the things that Chris has shared with us, invite them to the group. Let's get engaged. You know, as we come out of this, this is going to be a time where we have to rely on each other, our friends, our community to get out of this stronger. And one, I think one thing that has, um, because things are changing so quickly, is that we don't know where to look for the right, most current, up-to-date, factual information. So we have to rely on friends and colleagues who are trusted sources. Um, it's more localized, but also look up wherever you may be. There might be state support, there may be county support, city support to help with payroll, to help with um, any additional finance assistance. I know we're getting that here in Los Angeles County. Um, different programs are available to you in addition to the federal SBA program. So um, look those up. Chris, thanks again for joining us. Um, may you get, may your phones ring forever and ever. Um, and uh, let, let's hope some good news comes out of, uh, you know, uh, Washington, D.C. today. Agreed. Thanks again for having me and um, be safe out there. Enjoy the ride and we'll, we'll be out of here this soon and like it never happened, I hope. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Hope. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Chris. We certainly enjoyed having him and did learn a lot ourselves. If you want to be on the podcast yourself, please let us know by joining the group on Facebook. Just search Agency RE Network or you can join directly by going to agentcrenetwork.com. Follow us and like us on all of your favorite social media platforms, on Facebook, Instagram, and on LinkedIn. And Karina, I look forward to connecting with you there. As always, thank you so much for being a part of the network. And we look forward to connecting, learning, and growing together.